Bechlal, one of the most interesting fields of topics in halacha is the topic of loopholes, which means that you have a halacha, something you're not allowed to do, and the Chachamim came up with a way that you should be able to do it in certain scenarios. Why is that? Because sometimes there is no other way around it. And you have to do something, otherwise it's not going to work. You sell your chametz because there is no way today to get rid of all your chametz. It's very hard. There's no way. It's very hard. I realize when the man is ready to get rid of it, it's not going to work properly. You make a hefka, take it back, put it hefka in a place nobody's going to know about it. Hetariska is also a loop. It was created for the purpose of allowing Yidin to make money in times when there was no other way to make money. Yidin were not allowed to do anything other than lending money. This year, Shnasa Shmita, there is a concept of Mechira and some people agree with it, some people disagree with it, some people think it's a Zionist idea. It happens to be it was invented 300 years before Zionism was invented, but or more than that even. Even people that believe in here, here don't believe in the Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a Shaila, the Shaila selling it to Saul, it's a side shot. We're not going to get to maybe one day we'll have time, we'll discuss, we'll discuss Shemitah Halachas. We'll discuss how to make a hat mechila that's going to work properly. And then you have mechila for Shabbos. Now, why do you need it? So, I'm just going to go through in the olden days. What business did a Jew have? He had a, either he produced beer, or he produced beer and sold beer, or he sold beer. Those are the things he had. So, he had... 12, 15 barrels of beer in the store. And if it wasn't the main place and he had to keep it open on Shabbos, so in Al-Tarebbe, as a tshuva, you sell all the merchandise to a guy for a certain price, which is below the price that he's going to sell it. You sell it to him wholesale. <clears throat> then he's going to sell as much beer as he wants on Shabbos comes, we say Shabbos, you buy back from him whatever, I mean, he gives you back whatever he didn't sell, yeah, and you work out, so the, the whatever he sold, he pays you for. So let's say he sold two barrels, he paid you $100 a barrel, he sold those barrels for $200, so he made $100 of each barrel, you made $100, but that's what you sold him before Shabbos already, so it's done. And the other 12 barrels, you got back. He doesn't have to pay you for it because he didn't sell them. He didn't, it's not his barrels. He, yes, he was his barrels on Shabbos. If he would sell all of them, he would pay for all of them. But that was very simple. Today, you can't do such a thing. Because so much calculations that go into to play, it's not one guy standing over there and serving the beer. I pay for rent, insurance, electricity, gas, um, 
workers, and everything else. And there's no way of calculating exactly what the expenses of Shabbos were. Mela, there's no way of calculating really how much the profits were. Because the profits are dependent on the expenses. So, if I'm all, you gave the guy your little chatka uh, on the side of the road, and he stood over there, he was the only one there, sold it, right there, it was easy. Today you can't do it. So, the simple way is, shut it down. Somebody calls you and tells you, can I have a store open on Shabbos? The answer is, no. That's the answer you're supposed to give somebody. However, it doesn't always work out. Sometimes you do have to tell somebody how to do it. There are many letters from the Rebbe, not many, but I saw quite a few, more than two or three, where the Rebbe tells somebody to speak to a Rav about making a Shtan Mechir. So the Rebbe wasn't adamantly against it. He said you only get to one year at a time? That's a separate discussion. We're going to get to one year at a time soon. There's different reasons for one year at a time. Also, there are certain things you can't close down on Shabbos. Hospitals, nursing homes, pharmacies, um, uh, ambulance services, or the ones that take people to the doctors. Ambulances, people take people to the doctors. Gas stations in certain places. You know, the famous story with the Rebbe told somebody to close his gas station on Shabbos. Same with Matthias. Sometimes it's hard to have a gas station closed on Shabbos. And uh, infrastructure. Um, electricity. So I, I once made a star for somebody who um, owns electricity in a certain city. He owns the he owns the wires. He owns the transmission. He produces electricity for the city. Although we do have the thing with the generator. He owns the electricity of the city. He produces. It's a Goisha place. He can't shut down. Sell something else because he didn't work over there. The issue in Atisola that ever wanted a generator was very happy generator for Chabad because the Yidin worked on electricity on Shabbos. The Yidin were pouring the coal into the machines on Shabbos. So it's Mamash Isudet Aisa. You having Hanoi from a Yidin is doing Isudet Aisa. In Atisola, I don't know how they generate electricity today. In America, over here, it's much easier. It's not a Dead Aisa. It's generated from uh, nuclear power plants, water. A lot of it is water. Water is not the uh, total of a dead ice. It's a total. It's not. It's not a dead ice. Nobody is pouring electricity. Nobody is pouring coal down the Niagara River to create electricity for Toronto. It happens because the water is going by itself. So there are people they have to measure the water going up, going down. A lot of it is automatic. It's much easier today. When you had power plants that were operated by coal, before they had automatic, so they had people that had to do with hands. That was nice. Anyways, okay, so one of the so this back to what we're saying this topic is one of those call them loopholes. Yeah. But before we start with it, the whole Yisoid is making a partnership with a guy. But before we start with making a partnership with a guy for Shabbos, much bigger shayla. Are you allowed bichlal to have a shutaf with a guy? The Gemara says. Avod Shmuel, Shagona Sanhedrin says, Avod Shmuel said, it's Asur for a Yid to take a guy as a Shutaf. I think it's in the. Um, it's not even the Chavis. Huh? It's not even the Chavis. 
Nothing to do with Shabbos. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because if it's going to be a machlaikis between them, it's a gemon is in heaven. If it's between them, and the guy is going to make a shvur to the yid to say, I'm, I'm, I'm innocent, he's going to take the oath in him of the zara. That's also. That means the goy is going to the Jew is causing the goy to be nishba b'shem of the which is also even for a goy. Follow the same approach. Now that I have a shotef a goy for the same reason. Yeah. Yeah. And then he brings over there Machlaikas Raj Bam and Rabbeinu Tam. If Taki made a shooter with the guy, and the guy has to take an oath, and he's going to take an oath of Vitazara, according to the Rashbam, the Yid is not allowed to tell the guy to take an oath or accept his oath. He's supposed to lose the money. The guy is going to say, innocent, he's supposed to lose the money. Lose the money, not cause the guy to take an oath. But the says, but you have this motto. He says, Jew shouldn't lose his money. Shochanaruch in Erechaim Kuf Nun Vav. Shochanaruch says the same thing, but the Ramah over there adds that today we're already more lenient to take a guy as a partner because the guy don't really take a shvur for every disorder. They mention Yashka. Yashka is not really the uh, mean shituf. It's not really the same same issue. However, bechlal the the nohog is when you take a guy as a shutif that you you clearly should be done in a form. You're not going to have to take any oaths whoever does it. Litigate in front of a bezdin. Maybe in front of an atheist arbitrator. I don't know. Somebody who's not, he's not going to make a guy take an oath for his avodah zara. If you don't make oath for the Bible, what's the idea? It's avodah zara. You don't send the testament? Don't put an old testament. Give him the book to take an oath. Ah, do you see the tibur? By their kedushim, yeah. Okay. Now, well, the gemara avodah zara daf chavbei zemudalef. Talks about a Jew and a non-Jew, yet the guy who had a shared field. Each one worked a half a day, so they completely shared the load of their responsibility. And then they also split the profits half and half. The Jew can't come to the guy and tell him, "You work my half on Shabbos, and I will work your half on Sunday." But if they made an agreement machatchila, then it's mutter. If they have to start making chashbainus, it's also. What's the reason why it's also that each one should say, "I'm, I, you work my half on Shabbos, I will work your half on Sunday." Is also. So Rashi and the Meiri already explained over there that being the Jew has an obligation to work half of Shabbos. Based on the shutfas between them, so when the non-Jew is working on Shabbos, he's not working for himself; he's working for the yid. So it looks like he's making a malacha for the yid. That is also looks like it.
And the Ramah, the Ramban over there says, this is not the same as an artist. An artist is an employee who gets a commission, usually a percentage of what he of what he uh, of what he generates, of what is fruits. That then it is mutter for for a guy to be an artist by yid. Why? So why is it different? The Ramban says because by a shutfis, the Jew be'etzim is obligated to do work on Shabbos. Elamai, the guy is working instead of the yid. Guy is working by by an artist. He's obligated to work regardless. By a shutif, the guy is doing work that I'm obligated to do. According to shutfus, I'm supposed to do half a day. The guy is supposed to do half a day. Comes Shabbos, I'm not doing my half a day. The guy is doing my half a day. He's working for me. Then comes Sunday, I will work for him. But on Shabbos, he's, he's working for me. And it's also. But if you made a if, if you made a, an agreement mechatchila, then it's mutter, right? But how, what does it mean made an agreement mechatchila? This is where the whole sugi comes into play. What does it mean made an agreement mechatchila? they came to some sort of agreement and then it's mutter. That's that's the lashon of the Gemara is im hisnu mitchila mutter. What's hisnu? What what tonight did they make? So I guess the Shochanoru, the Rambam, the Shochanoru, huh? What's the category? What's the category of Shutfus? is the 50 Shutfus? You are the person that needs money. I'm working for you and I'm working for you. Shutfus is defined by. A husband and a wife. A husband and a wife in most American states, they're Shutfus and they're what they own, yes. They're married to each other. Yeah, I made a star in Las Vegas now for a Jew married to a guy. He, she's, she was the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, only for one year. The wife is a guy. Wife is a guy, and the yid is becoming from. What? No, they own the business together. Legally, legally, depends on which state you go to. Legally, some states, a husband and a wife are each one is a bala hundred percent in every part of it, in every penny of everything. New York is one of those states. If you learn in Gemara, is a shutif that I own fully half. I, I'm a hundred percent owner of fifty percent of the company. Or each one of us is 100% owner of everything. So New York, in New York, each one is 100% owner of everything. So when it comes to divorce, the whole debate, certain things have to split. In California, the marshal, everything is 50-50. says every dollar I owe, the husband owns 50 cents, the wife owns 50 cents. The husband has no bias on the 50 cents of the wife, and the wife has no bias on the 50 cents of the husband. So it's much easier over there because it's already set up that way. So I did make a shtar for a nursing home in California where it was a husband and wife. It's not the first time I made a shtar. And now it's in California also. That the husband is a yid, is a shame of Shabbos, and the wife is a guy. He became from, he's married 25 years right now. Just curious, 
curious, how does that affect, like, what does that mean legally in terms of divorce? Like, in both cases, you're dividing it, right? Question is, is already divided or not? Is it Mechulag Vayimut or not? It could be less. It could be more. I mean, What's the thing is, is, is each object have is owned fully by each person. So you could fight in each object, or I own half, you own half. So, therefore, we could only. So the question is, the pile ends up being end, ends up the same yeah, way. That's that's okay. Every form of business where the profits are going to be split between two, three, four people, more than one person, and one person gets something, another person gets something else. Doesn't have to be 50 50. It could be 10, 90. It could be 5, 80, 95. It could be 199. Shutfus is when I, when two people or more, Get profits split based on the percentage that they decided before. Sometimes it could be that the guy who gives the money is parchotef, and the guy who receives the money, and then the guy who works is parchotef. He's giving sweat equity, and the other one's giving money equity. Sometimes it could be two people putting in money. One person puts in less, one person puts in more, whatever they agree. That's what's the operating agreement, partnership agreement between the partners that defines what the, how the shutfus works. Yeah, okay, let's go. The Rambam and Shulchan Aruch both say that if from the Chathila, but the Gid and the Goy decided that all profits and losses from Shabbos are going to belong only to the Goy, and then some random day in the week, let's say Tuesday, belongs only to the Yid, then it's water. And the Mechaber, Shulchan Aruch, right away adds and says, over there, that if afterwards when they decide to divide the profits, they decide that they're going to split it equally. Is ah, how much can Koyach to make a cheshbonus? Then it's muter. The Magen Avram says that this is only muter if the yid is actually willing to waive the difference. What does that mean? Even if on Shabbos they made more than on the other day, he can't go and say ask for a difference. It means he's willing to waive the profits. Lu yitzur or the other way around. It means. That the yid is willing to lose money off it. He can't say, oh, let's split everything equally because he wants to make money off it. If he's willing, but the guy says, you know what, if the yid wants to dafka take a chalik from the Shabbos prophets, this is important to point out because if you have a business, usually we say all days are equal in the shutfus, but if you have a business where the money is not made during the week, you have a tourist attraction, the money is made on Shabbos. A lot of it is made on Sunday, a lot of it is made on Friday. The bulk is made on Shabbos. You're not going to be able to make a shot with a guy one-seventh to, to six. It's a joke. You could, technically, with a lot of other ways, but saying is, you have to be careful. The shot has to make sense. And the year is obviously making money from that day. You're describing that case where they didn't make it plan for Chilo or even if they made it? When they make a tenai lechatchila, it depends how they make the tenai. Tenai also has to make sense for the guy also. The Maharal Bach, Rabbi Levi ben Ibn Khabib. He says that if Shabbos, if the Shabbos prophets are not known, the high note is no record how much money comes in every day. You sell, you put it into the into the into the drawer, invite the gefard. 
then you're allowed to split half-half. If there's no record, just every time someone comes to put money into the box, and there's no record, you can split half and half. Because there's no way to know if the Yid is making more than the guy, the guy is making more than the Yid. The Maginavram and the Mishnah also agree with that, with that Mahalach. There's no way of knowing how to split it, and you don't have to worry about if the guy is making more, if the Yid is making more, if the guy is making more than the Yid or not. Huh? What? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is back on Fugat today. This is the uh, Rishayin people before the Altarev. In the Maral Bachos before the Altarev. Huh? So we bring Altarev as one Mahalach rather than just bring all the ones that I mentioned before. I must mention Mesh Feinstein before. Um, the Bach. The Bach has a. Ma- has another another mahalach. He says if the, if they agree that the whole week they're 50-50 and a Shabbos belongs fully to the guy, it's still mutter. Even if at the end of the month they're going to split everything 50-50 because on Shabbos the guy is only working for himself. He's not working for the year. It's clear he's working for himself. I, at the end of the month, they're going to split everything 50-50. It's still fine. And then I'm Paskins like that. And Amos says it's only, but you can, in such a scenario, you could, you could only do it if you don't calculate the profits exactly, exactly how much each day was. If you don't calculate everything exactly, it gets washed It gets washed in. You make a general calculation of the whole month rather than making day by day. If you make it day by day, it's awesome. But the Ran says that it's, that it's awesome because clearly a harame and the Mogan of Rome on the Shulchan Aruch clearly says it's a harame. There's an interesting Agoy Sashri also, which says that it only works if the Goy is the owner of the location for Shabbos also, of the actual Karka business, not only of the, of the products. Because the Goy has to own the whole business. Then it works. But if he doesn't have bias, then it doesn't work. Okay, let's go. I'm gonna go through and summarize what Al Tarabi already learned the whole simulation from Hasey. I'm gonna go through let me go through it uh, fast, the summary of the Al Tarab. Um then the Kudas Al Tarab, um like this. If a yid and a guy, first of all, if a yid and a guy have a field together on condition that both are going to share the workload equally. And uh, the Jew can't tell the guy, I'll work, you work my half on Shabbos, and I'll work your half on a weekday, and then we'll split the profits equally because, like we said before, the agreement was each one's supposed to work half a day, and when the guy is working for him on Shabbos, it's as if he, the guy, if the, when the guy is doing half a day on Shabbos, he's mamish doing malachim for the yid on Shabbos. And that, Nautileva says, continues, even if you didn't say that clearly. Rather, just so happens to be that the guy came in and worked the whole day on Shabbos. And the Yid came in and worked the whole day on Sunday. And then comes the time of splitting the prophets. And the Yid tells the guy, hey, let's split it equally because I worked for you on Sunday and you worked for me on Shabbos. Still, awesome. The only way it's going to work in such a scenario is if the guy 
takes all the Ravachim of Shabbos, and then they split the rest equal. Um, another Nikud is if the original Heskim between them, the agreement between them, didn't say that each one works half of each day. Rather, it says that only the, the guy alone is the only one who's going to be working on Shabbos, and it's also Mutter. Why? Because on Shabbos, the field belongs only to the guy. On weekdays, the field belongs only to the Yid. And afterwards, when they calculate the payments, the profits, the losses, it's fine because the Jew is only taking money for the weekdays. Next, the Kudaf and Al-Tarebbe is if a Yid and a Goya shoot from the store or business, they decide from the beginnings. Very important point to remember. It's from the beginning. That all the prophets of Shabbos belong to the Goy. Whether it's a lot, a little, all the prophets of the weekdays belong to the Yid, whether it's a lot or a little, then it's Mutter. Even if at the end of the day you're going to split everything equally, it's still Mutter. Why? Because it's considered like the Goy is giving a matana to the Yid, the Chalik of it. But if... At the end, they start making calculation day by day. And the, the guy says, hey, let's, we can't do Shabbos and Sunday equally. I looked at the books. On Shabbos, I saw only $80 came into the, into the drawer. On Sunday, I saw $120 came into the drawer. So you can't come and tell me, oh, Sunday and Shabbos is equal. And he wants the difference, or the other way around, then it's also <clears throat> because it shows that when the guy says all the profits and losses of Shabbos are mine, he didn't actually mean what he said. Horaya, he comes afterwards and says, "Hey, yeah. if doesn't make a difference, they're right." If afterwards he comes and he says, "Hey, on Shabbos," Shtar says, "But if he's okay, so he tells him he's not Shtar and he didn't." Huh? What happened? If what? If he does fight it, not if he could fight it, if he does fight it. But doesn't it not help if he fights anyway? Because there's also the problem that it comes out, even if if the guy claims, turns out that the guy is working with Shvila Yid and Shabbos. Yeah. The Yid can't deny that. So it's a Shabbos anyway, and the Yid can't take the money. Right. So it wouldn't help to fight it. Because the guy is Megalodas that he was working this jelly. Right, but if but if they have a, if they have but if they have a clear agreement in writing, and then tells the, the you tells the guy, uh, look at it. That says Megalodas. He says so. The guy says, "Oh, you're right. We we agree, agree differently, and Mufayda should shouldn't be a problem." That means that the the Haram of Allah that Alter Rebbe says is the Haram that's at the guy because it never meant anything to the guy, but that the Yid is cheating the guy by using him out. Haram is any form that the essence is in this specific case. In this specific case, where the guy after got brought and then the guy says that you made more money, so yeah. he says that so, uh, so that this whole Haskin was only Haram of Allah. Total Haram of Allah. It's on the guy. So the yid, the guy, the yid claims the one who's being The yid claims I made a deal with you, and the guy afterwards, Haram, you see clearly that the guy that this agreement neither side believes is going to be true. Even if the yid believes it's going to be true, the guy himself didn't. So there was, so there was not way deal. Going back on what he agreed on, he signed the paper. Maybe he never agreed to it. Maybe they knew it's going to be a joke. 
This no the code is if this this restriction on splitting the profits equally is only if there's a clear calculation, clear records of how much money was made in Shabbos. But if there's no clear records of how much money was made in Shabbos, then they can split equally because we average all the days. The only problem is when there's a clear cheshman how much was made every day. Yeah, if, if the you could, year I mean, you, always you never day. could today, you can't because you have all the expenses. The majority of the expenses are not dependent on which day. But if you itemize everything, you itemize electricity, yeah, itemize water. You can't. Not. I mean, in theory, itemize, you in theory, you can't unless you have a a a, a not a weekly, a daily um, meter reading that's connected to the lichtsenden and 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 of the amateur and you have it for all the all the utilities, and every Shabbos, and you have to calculate the hours, and you have to speak with the insurance company about each each nekuda how much it is, the expenses. You also have to speak with the electricity company because they go up and down sometimes depending on how on the prices. No, not it's not always the same. Yeah, if the guy and the yid didn't clearly. Stipulate such an agreement. Rather, the guy decided on his own to calculate all the profits half and half, and the guy decided on his own to work um, the the whole Shabbos, and he decided on his own to work the whole Sunday. And then the guy came on his own and said, "Let's split the profits half and half." And nobody mentions the word Shabbos. Then some say it's mutter because the schar Shabbos is not to mention independently. And some say it's also because it shows that the Yid is taka having Hanoi from the Vachim of Shabbos. And that's why you have to tell the guy, you know, you keep all the Shabbos prophets and uh, we'll split the rest between us. Then the next thing is if the partnership is in such a way that when they both then you go through the Al-Tareb has a bunch of other nekudas of how to structure of how to structure the partnership. Yeah, we see from Al-Tareb of Be'etzim there's we'll call it five main nekudas when you think of a shutas in a yid nekoy. First of all, the guy has to completely be the owner of the business, store, whatever it is on Shabbos. for profits and for losses. The revachim of Shabbos have to be muvlaf, to be hidden within the rest of the prophets. They can't be standalone prophets. Dividing the prophets can't be meduyik on every day, deciding on Shabbos, this amount of expenses, and how much money was made on Shabbos, how much money was made on the weekdays. You can't have beduyuk how it is. Rather, it has to be all mixed together. The agreement has to be done before they start. In the Milchatchila, if it was not done beforehand, you can't go and now and just say, oh, come Shabbos, tell the guy, come, I want to sell you 20% of my business. It doesn't work like that. It has to be done. Milchatchila. Yeah, those are, those are the main, and, and, and if it wasn't done beforehand, it has to go through a third person. That means you sell the 100% of the business to a third person, and then he sells 80, 20, or whatever the cheshman is. 
That's a coincidental Rebbe. The Shua from Rebbe Moshe Feinstein, which is Chelek Aleph Simon Sadik. What was the difference between the second and third Nakud, the Havla, and then you can't have the days with you? It has to be mixed together, isn't that the same thing? Um, no. One is that the that the when you dis, when you determine the profits, you have to determine you have to go based on the global. There's a bigger the global calculation. And second of all, in in the business itself, it has to be kept separate. It has to be kept all together. You can't go and have every day on your computer have every day exactly how much was made in Shabbos every a weekday, and then come the end of the month and say, oh, "I'm not looking at these columns." It has to be all mixed. Has to be all mixed together the whole time. Not that you only mix it for the purpose of getting money on Shabbos. You're intentionally you mix them, basically. you mix them, huh? you do it like that. Mechatchila, you don't look, uh, you don't uh, calculate the specific uh, profits and losses of everything. Today, you have everything on the computer, anyways, but it doesn't have the, the expenses. It only has how much how much things were sold, and it doesn't mean anything. Uh, not exactly. Not not for these things. You're gonna have to split them by day. The children of Moshe Feinstein, and he says, "This is a chelik Aleph Simon Sadik. That this rule that you can split the profits equally when you don't know exactly how much profit there was, how much law each Shabbos is only." When there is taka a way of knowing, but comes Shabbos, comes the end of the month, and you're too lazy to make a cheshbon, so you decide that you're going to say, yeah, we don't want to calculate, let's just split it half and half. But if there is no way of knowing it, then he says it doesn't work, it's a joke. He says, That's his lotion. Stammer joke. Because maybe Shabbos, maybe Shabbos is more profitable than Sunday. Yeah, and he says, What the Mogan Avram brings in the Malabach is also only when they are, there's a way of calculating it, but you decide you're not going to calculate it. Because then it shows you the dark, uh, not, how does that help? Because it shows you, Badafka not calculating Shabbos as part of it. Not that, um, oh, could be, could be that there is a, not that Pashat, I'm not able to do it. He says, but Poyal, I can't do, uh, I can't do Shabbos. But at um, if we would want to, we would be able to, to, to divide everything equally. Divide everything according to the days. But we are not interested in making this division, therefore we're deciding to divide everything equally. Because if not, Yitaka has to go. The business belongs to the Goy and Shabbos. Maybe the business on Shabbos made a lot more for the Goy. You have to give the Goy the full amount. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Making money on Shabbos. If there's a way of knowing and you say in the Goy and you make a decision, oh, we're too lazy to calculate, let's just leave everything as is, then you're fine. But if Melchatchila is no way of calculating it, and you can't say, oh, we'll split everything half and half, then you have to figure out a way to calculate. Otherwise, otherwise, you otherwise it does. Maybe maybe Shabbos had more than Sunday, and it belonged to, totally to the guy. Ah, force a guy to give you matana. Yeah, I'm saying you, you structure it like that. He doesn't. He, he doesn't like it like that. So he can't structure. It. He says alternatively, the only way to do it is 
you could you can make a deal with the guy that if he wants to, he owns a business on Shabbos. Though. If he wants to, he doesn't have to work Bechlal on Shabbos. He wants to work on Shabbos, then fine. But if the deal is you must work on Shabbos, then it goes back to being a problem. He explains it still because he becomes a shleich of the year to work on Shabbos, he's working for him. Huh? Yeah. And he says the last thing is it has to be clear document from the, between them writing the deal. You can't just do it balpe. The last words is does he get it from? I don't know. But they have the same swore in 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 Hilchas uh, Ribbis. We saw about some Machzedek. I'm saying is when it comes to Haram, you saw the Yisod. We saw in some Machzedek for Hilchas Ribbis and Hatariske. Everybody knows it's a scam. So we merely have to make sure it's clearly written. And everybody knows what it's about. He puts it as a condition. Right. The only way you can make sure you don't mess up is to talk to But at some two people are really not wrong. And they both understand all the details. The chiddush should be fine. Now, the biggest question that comes up is: if I'm going selling a business to a guy, the guy actually might keep the business, and then you're in trouble. A yid is not selling the business, not taking a goy shushutif because he wants to give money to a guy because he wants to make extra money. So obviously having a guy there, then the guy's going to end up going to court and showing your papers to shoot them is a problem. No, he goes understand it. He treated to the guy, he translated to the guy. So this is what I wanted to show you in, in the Shtar, I guess a whole discussion over there about, about he brings the Rivosh, the Maritats, about uh, but a schirus, a, a schirus as man is considered a mamka. But if you have a, uh, if you did a full, a, a, a full lease, it's considered a mechiril as man. So you do it the way we do it today. When I do it, I do it, we do it as a lease. Right, so now, so how do you do it the pile? First, the yid has to lease a store to a guy. I mean, to a third party, usually you lease it to the rav. The third party leases it back to the Yid and to the Goy in a format of 80-20. Now, what's Why the... Head? Huh? Why does it help? What? Why does it help Because if it goes straight from one to another, it doesn't, it doesn't work. You can't sell 20%. It says you can't sell just 20% there, though. You have to go through a third... Huh? Now, what's the Cheshbon of 20%? Really, it's a little bit less than 20%. If you make a cheshbon of all the Shabbos, from two days Rosh Hashanah, one day in Kippur, two days Sukkot, two days in Chastayra, especially if you add in Cholamayas also, um, two days beginning of Pesach, two days end of Pesach, two days Shavuos, out of Pesach, yeah, out of Pesach, and, uh, and uh, some people already do Hanukkah in the afternoon and everything, so you end up with about 20%. It's 18%. The Shalom will bet is about 19%. You end up with 20%. Also because you have to add a little bit before in the summer, 
In the summer, you have more hours on Shabbos day. In the winter, you have more hours on Friday. You also have to have a Shabbos Bavlo with the weekdays. So you have to go earlier. So that's, that's how it is. According to the agreement, each side is completely responsible for the profits and the losses. And the main point is that you have to put it any dispute as a come to Abesdin. Don't forget, if you're going to have disputes going to court, you're back to the original problem of being a shooter for the guy. So you have to make sure the Shtar says, well, that also protects the Yid. And the Shtar says the only place you can take this is to, is to be interpreted only by a, by a Bezdin, and the guy is not going to be able to go to court and sue for 20%. Today, in, in, like in American court, you have the concern of he's going to make sure he's going no, we have to concern that you can actually take 20% of the business and the is not going to do it. They send it back. It's arbitration. It's arbitration course. It goes right back to Basin. Another point is that the guy has to have actual profits, not just like one penny from it. Um, even though there are certain shit that they're going to say that it goes... Uh, even if there's certain shit that are going to tell you that it goes, um, that's enough if it makes one penny at a time uh, out of everything. That's, uh, I think it's here also. I don't know if it's, don't know if it's in this. Might have over here. Yeah. yeah, the Night of Behuda has that. The Night of Behuda is on the, page, on the second page of the sources I gave you. You have that you give him every thousand that he sells, he makes one pruta. Chazam Sefer doesn't like that. But again, if, if you try to make a little bit more than that. Yeah, so this is all. What's lim- that one? Huh? What's that one? What? When you take a guy that he's going to make money from everything he sells, you say he's going to sell a thousand, he's going to make one pruta from the thousand he sells. And Buddha says that's enough. Chazam Sefer says it's not. It has to be that he's actually making. Wait, enough for what? Like that's the entire tonight? Yeah. Because then he has partial buy lists and everything. He has partial he benefit. Himself. He's working for himself. Uh-huh. It's not, it doesn't like work. Like the soda, he's a partial owner. Yeah, but it's one penny out of a thousand. The Chazam doesn't hold it up. Now, so this is all. This is Before I'm going to go to the status, the status and I'm review the status with you, I want to just point out. All this is talking about the idea of having a shtah. But when are you allowed to do it? There's Rabbi Yaakov Emden, Shilas Yaivetz, Chelek Beis, Simen Samach. He has a bunch of conditions to do it. The marshal. It can't be done on the property of the Jew. Nobody could connect the Yid to this business you can't have a business called the uh, Collins Kosher Meats and have it open on Shabbos in the Jewish neighborhood. Now everyone could connect everything. Just need Google and a little bit. No, that's not what it means. It means it's clearly visible. You have a store called Collins Kosher. Whatever. So you have a store called Collins Kosher Meats. It's a problem. Mezuzah is because the Bible is put in every store and they open on Shabbos. I mean, it's less of a cement today. Uh-huh. Because she still doesn't have mezuzahs. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they do. They all, first they yeah. down, so. Ah, so they keep it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, historically speaking, the one, the Yidu got the heter from, uh, from uh, Rabbi Yaakov Amdin, 
And with all the conditions, Ergen wasn't happy with the Hetter. He bought a large property, and after a short time, he burnt down most of his whole investments. Even though he, he uh, I'll tell you now, Tzius, he's a Yid in Venezuela, was a big Gvir, very big Gvir. And he had 18 electronic, electronic stores, over, I don't know, Epsos 8. His business went down a little bit. He was about Shabbos. He's going to start opening on Shabbos. He's got to set off to give him a shtab. But everybody knew that this is a Yid's business. And within a few years, it was down to two stores. I know the person personally. So it's not a story from Yaakov. I mean, it's a story from 20 years ago. Every time it says you won't get any job, no, but again, there's certain things that uh, we tell. When I make a star with somebody, I tell people straight, I tell them, this is a, we'll make you a star if it's something which, if it fits the criteria. But I just have to be upfront with you that this is historically you're playing with fire. Just make a decision. So, well, nursing homes, you can't close. Anyway. <laughs> you can't close in Shabbos. The Chalkas Yaakov. He responded to uh, to um, he responded that he that uh, he doesn't want the Yaakov in Switzerland. He responded he does not want to be matered because if one person is going to open in the Jewish neighborhood, then it's already going to be opening. So it's a big nesayin. The whole concept of Shabbos is going to be forgotten. And he says, "I was a, when I lived in Germany, I saw it with my own eyes." And I can tell you that it's not a theory, it's history. And that's why they, they, the Rabbonim in Germany, the Haredi Rabbonim, did not allow such a tatum and they would stay away from it. But the Rebbe did, so the Rebbe did tell people to look into it. I tell you, I heard from Rabbonim, older Rabbonim, older Rabbonim in Brooklyn, that Moshe Feinstein did not allow to do it in Brooklyn. For that reason, he says, if you in a factory someplace out, there's one thing. Even uh, in Brooklyn, he was the the Rav Moshe was against it. And he said that it took so long to build up Shmir Shabbos in New York to break this clip of Shmir Shabbos of Chil Shabbos are forcing him to work on Shabbos, and now we're going to go and break the whole Masudas Nefesh for nothing. So he did not allow that abundance. So the art of today in Brooklyn till today, I know certain abundant who they're in the 70s and their 80s will not do for anybody who lives in New York City. Not in Manhattan, not in Brooklyn, not in Queens. For that reason. They much live in Manhattan. He answered to Erdov in Brooklyn on that matter. So he was speaking clearly also about the Italian neighborhoods and no, we're speaking about the Yiddish neighborhoods. Yeah. There's no Jews in the store in the Italian neighborhood. Well, not, not yeah, all stores. You know, it's not Italians. Half of them are Russian. Yeah. Um, there's a Shas, a Chuvas, a Shevet Alevi, and in Mitzad Echadi Bechal, the text says we should not do it. Shevet Alevi, Chelakiyasim of Zayin. And uh, he explains the three, the three types of partnerships. He says, if everybody knows that the non, that the guy is a full on shutif, there's no matter sign. So, 
if a yid is a quiet shutif and everybody thinks that it's only owned by a goy, it's for sure not a problem, because for sure there's no, there's no matter sign. But if the goy is a silent partner and everybody thinks that it's owned only by a yid, that's clearly also because it's not a sign. He also says, if everybody knew always that this business is only owned by Yid, is owned fully by Yid, and suddenly he takes a Goyish Shutev to open up a store on Shabbos, he says, you can't retroactively cancel Madison. So if everybody knew this store was a, was a Yiddish store, you can't say, oh, make an announcement now, I got a Shutev, and suddenly it's open on Shabbos. Huh? He says it only works if it only becomes permitted after a certain amount of time when everybody knows the Goyza Shutev. So how could this be? Practically speaking, if you have a Goyza investment firm, if you have a, uh, you have a business that's owned by Yid, and then there's a news, news articles that a, a Chinese company invested 50% of both 25% of your business, then it makes sense. It suddenly starts opening on Shabbos. Everybody knows it's in the news. You open the Wall Street Journal. A Chinese company bought this building, that building, this business, that business, part of the business, whatever it is, or the Arabs, or whoever has a lot of money, they buy in America. So, so you have a way. You have a way to do it, but only if people know that. Like I said before, you only do it in things that have to be. The businesses have to remain open the whole time. People which are which are just becoming from. So now I where I do it. You see, it's renewable every year. The reason for it is two reasons, three reasons. First of all, the guy might not always. You have the same guy in the store. The guy might leave. Um, the the guy might leave. Side is he's leaving the business or whatever it is. Tzvaytans, I have the same speech with the guy at the end of the year, and he calls me again to redo the star. The whole speech about why it should be closed on Shabbos. A lot of and some of specifically the ones that are not uh, or let's do it with a real Goyesha Shutaf, get some real Goyesha Shutaf, not just a worker that becomes a Shutaf. Um, also to be able to give it a chance, maybe he's going to want to close the store on Shabbos or whatever it is, find out what the matzav is. So that's we do it uh, for a year. So now I'm going to go through the Shtodas that I gave you. So and now I'm going to go to the last stop. So the there are three shtaras here. I base my shtaras basically on this one. I learned from Rabbi Fegelstock, so they're based on this. So you can see them in English. You can see them in Rabbi Fegelstock's shtaras, you can go on the minor in English, it's easier to read. Now the reason, the first star you're going to see is the two Yidin that are leasing the business to me. Obviously I changed the numbers, but they're leasing the business to me for a set amount for one year. You make it like a real number that like makes sense? I make it a number that I can pay them. No, but it's also like the fact that you wrote a thousand and not ten dollars. Yeah, no, I make it a real number, yeah. A thousand is also not such a real number. Yeah, that's what I wonder. Yeah, it's a lot more than a thousand. Um, we make a we make a start. The, the the yid leases it to me. Then I go. That's the first start. Second start is I, as a third party, I lease it to. So I have a full lease. Right now I'm I'm the buyer. 
technically speaking, I could walk away if the if I if I could walk away, I have the business now for a thousand dollars. I could walk away with the first star, not sign the next two shutters, and goodbye. I have the business for a year. There is a case where the Yidden only owned it, and now they're trying to acquire. Yeah, it's it. always like that. Yeah, most okay. most of the times, this is this case. Okay. So about the star, it's interesting because it has more than just. Uh, the next one is. I go and I lease it to the two Jews and the guy. The guy who is going to be part of this deal is going to be usually take the highest paying guy in the business. Now, it's important to note certain businesses, the management, the ownership of the businesses has to be by people with certain licenses. So you can't just take the janitor and have him purchase 20% of a liquor producing company. He doesn't have a liquor license. Can't be a nursing home manager. Doesn't have a nursing home license. Can't be owner of a restaurant. Doesn't have a restaurant. Things. Huh? Uh, not restaurants. Restaurants not not supposed to. We don't do the shows for restaurants. Or when you have uh, uh, pharmacies, you can't have a pharmacist without a certificate. So the, you take the guy that has the qualifications that legally it's also real. The guy has to understand also that it's real. The second one goes from the yid. For me, goes to the two over here. So it's two yidin who shot him. They want to bring in a goy. So once the two yidin and the and the goy. And then once I do it to them, I lease it to them. Now I'm out of the picture. Why do you need yidin? Because the two yidin owned it 100. So percent They can't give part to the goy because mamish harama has to go through a third party. They can't sell. So not uh, I think where it's not. It's clear not Huh? Has to go through a third party, so it goes from it goes to the to the two uh, to two yidden. So here is two yidden were shutfa, and you see in every document that says it's got this agreement is construed by the interpreted only by the shulchan aruch. Then comes the third document. I'm not part of the third document because now it's between the two yidden, or the yidden and the goy. And this document will go through it. It says. So you see the agreement that says the two yidin, they lease 80% of the business. They lease it for me. The guy leases 20% of the business. That's clause one. The guy who leases 20%, he's the sole owner of the business. He's considered the sole owner of the business. And when business, I explained to them it means the machinery. I don't specify it over here, but I think it's specified later. It's the machinery, the business, everything, everything, everything. Everything belongs to the Goy. Uh, I explained before. You add up all the Shabbos and plus extra hours, plus Chalamar, you do add up with 20%. A year is what? 350 something days. 50 Shabbos, 51 Shabbosim, plus another few days added to that, and the eight days, nine Chalamoyeds and Yomtivs, and half a day, uh, and a few hours before and after every every Shabbos and Yomtiv. And that of Pesach, and uh, some people want to also add in uh, all the other days that Lachat Chila also be Malacha. Out of Pesach is also awesome. That's what it is. Not supposed to work in Cholamayim. Okay, so it's not the same. You're not going to get the same punishment as being Mechal Shabbos, but it's still awesome. Shukhnach says it's No, there's it. I think so. No? Yeah, but not part of the day work. Huh? 
Traditionally, Jewish businesses were shut on Chalamoyed unless they were needed for Tzayda Chalamoyed. So restaurants and food stores are open and food stores are open on Chalamoyed. Businesses are not supposed to be open. We said, what, selling shoes, unless you choose for Chalamoyed, you don't sell, you don't have them open on, on, uh, on, uh, on Chalamoyed. Second point is the guy is the only halachic owner for Shabbos and Yom Tov, which is 20%. All the proceeds, expenses, losses are only hers. It says hers, this is a, go, a woman, not a, a goite, not a goy. And I say it includes every Shabbos, two days of Shoshana, one day of Kippur, seven days Sukkot, two days Shemitah, one day Erev Pesach, eight days Pesach, two days Shavuos, which is about 50 to 55 Shabbosim and 23 days of holidays. Now explain how since it's halachic holiday, so these days begin at sunset, conclude after nightfall, and explain what nightfall means. This is, this is not this is a six degrees below the horizon. Does it understand what we're referring to? Additionally, it's two hours before and two hours after are included in the portion of the guy. The halachic weekdays are all the hours and days that are not halachic Shabbos and Yom Tov. So Jew 1 and Jew 2, who are the joint owners of the business, own 80%. They are the sole halachic owners of the business during the weekdays. And all proceeds, expenses, and everything belong to them. Now, being this is a nursing home, also has the issue of chametz. So this is added paragraphs that are not usually put into every shtat. These added paragraphs are put in there as a backup. In case Mechiras chametz was not done properly, there's a backup. But Be'etzim, I make them do Mechiras Chametz properly, selling the Chametz and selling the whole business to a goy separately. Huh? How could they sell the goy's business? To that goy, to that goy. To the same goy, yeah. I know, but to make a separate start again, to clarify it. Huh? Why? Well, it's one start, maybe it's not so clear. I make a full start with Kenyonim and everything. Yeah. It's included in the goy's. Total ownership of 20%, which includes, I say, the one day of Pesach, eight days of Pesach, also includes ownership of all the chametz and chashash chametz that are owned by the business during the nine days. Yeah? The reason I have to make a full mechiras chametz is because mechiras chametz is mechiras chalutu gemura. You can't put this in the shtah. Mechiras chalutu gemura, that's not going to go back. You have to put, so at least it's a, somewhat of a backup. And the, the, these two Yidin have no ownership of the business whatsoever in any chametz and chashash chametz for those nine days and have no rights whatsoever to any proceeds from it. Okay, and then I make a separate... Uh, there's, it's missing. This one's, I think it's missing a paragraph. I don't know what happened. The paragraph fell out. But it also says all the karka and everything also goes to the goy for Shabbosim and for Yom Tov. Now comes the Cheshboinus. So the purpose of this agreement we calculate according to Yiddish calendar from Aleph Tishrei through Haftes Elul. As long as we don't want to calculate the exact expenses and losses of every single day separately, we agree that all days are considered equal for the purpose of proceeds, expenses, and losses. We agree that we will calculate all days equally, regardless of winter or summer days when showers begins or ends before or after the end of the workday. This is done to make it easier for us to continue in the partnership. Then I say, since the utility bills and all the expenses are paid in full by Jew 1 and Jew 2, and we don't want to calculate the exact expenses, so we agree that the guy is going to receive a certain amount per year instead of the, instead of the proceeds, because of the make the cheshbonus. How do you decide that amount? Huh? How do you decide what 
Yeah. You look, huh? You actually look at 20% of gross or net? Net? No, it's much less than that. No, it's much less than that. Huh? It's a salary. It's, 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 a little, it's a salary plus, the explain to them is you are not only, you are renting, not renting, you're, you're benefiting from somebody else's work. You're the yid put all the effort and the everything is set up for you, so you're paying for the right of making money in this business, and it goes higher. Whatever the salary is, not to make it higher, plus a bonus at the end of the year. Which is huh? Why do you have to do an actual bonus? Because Louis said the business made extra money. Is docha for the owner? For that amount of time, so it's to make, huh? It's there. It says we agree that all days are considered equal for purpose of proceeds, expenses, and losses. Calculate all days regardless. And then I put a point of that if the guy leaves the business and the twenty percent goes back to the yid, then I have to make a new shtah. So before this agreement, say the guy is making seventy-five thousand a year. No, it's it's not not 70 went up to about uh, to about 78, yeah. Higher paid employee. He can't be a random guy off the street. No, 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 no. no. The last paragraph is the arbitration clause. But all disputes have to be brought to a Bezdin. And then they sign it. Now, this is the star that it's based on a favorite shot star. Ah? Uh? What? This document had Adam. He has Adam. I think it's just uh, the printing that went down. The Adam sign under it. Make him sign anyways under it. doesn't have a line for Adam. Huh? They sign, they sign before they sign with me in the office. And then they have. I have Adam sign with me. I have Adam that come and sign under under the. Sometimes I have a notary. Huh? They're in the column for this. Ches Hametz, yeah. Ches Hametz. Yeah, Ches Hametz. I was once by the insurance company. I don't know if it was after the insurance company, but both. No, from Ches Hametz, you're out of the column. I did it with the column. Ah. Okay, now the last page is the Mechile, is the what I told you from the Puperov. Now, the idea behind it is you sell the business to a Goy for a, you sell everything for a set price. And the guy gives a down payment for the purchase of the business. So you write a price, the business is worth $25 million. The guy gives $100 as a down payment. It makes a kenyan and everything in the start. And the rest, Zokafal of Milva, with very high interest rates. So now I sold you the business for 25. I sold the good business $25 million. And I'm charging him. Since I'm taking all the profits from the business, so it's not a loan. It's a cash advance. 
It's a cash advance. I can take a much higher percent of interest legally. So I'm taking from 30, 35% a month for the business. So Kumtois that at the end of the year, not only did he, the guy did not make any profits in the business, he actually owes me a lot of money. I come to the guy at the end of the business, you know, I tell him, listen here. Uh, comes the end of the year. According to the agreement, you owe me, not only you don't own the business because I took all the profits and everything else, you owe me a few million dollars. So let's let's make a wash. I'll give you... I'll forgive you the what you owe me. You'll give me back. You'll sell me back the business. Shine, sell me back your twenty percent. That's how they get it back. That's this stuff. Yeah. The business. So who is the down payment like this? Yeah, but it's the down payment with the, with the interest? Maybe he did like Mechiras Chomets, I don't know. Yeah, so he says, you, you go through over here, it says, Kol Zman Sha'inu Yehudi, Oiz Dalet, Kol Zman Sha'inu Yehudi, Anav Lo Yifradi, Kol Magiyali, Ein Li Rishus, Ein Loi Rishus, Limker, Velikach Le'atzmi, Shum Dover Me'ayisek, Anav. Raka Koyol, Yiyat Tachas Yodi, Betoyer Sapoitiki, Adashe Yeshulam, Kol that's that's how that's that's the other way of doing the shtaras. It's better to do a real shtar. I usually try to have a guy actually be a partner. A real partner, and then you don't have to worry. Huh? Yeah, because the guy's not making anything off it. He ends up owing money, and he knows himself that it's a scam.